everyone and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and this week we're going to the future, in the present, with the future. You'll understand what I mean in just a little bit. I want to thank Joseph McDade for his music being the theme song for Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. You can use his music from his website, josephmcdade.com. He puts up a new song on Patreon every other week and a free song every month. You could use them for any purpose. Podcasts, like this one, YouTube videos, indie movies, video games, you name it. All you have to do is just give him credit. And that's what we're doing here on this show. We're giving Joseph McDade all the credit for letting us use his music as the opening theme to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. So, today we hit the halfway point of Season 8 of South Park as be talking about an episode called Goobacks. Uh, this is going to be one episode... Well, like I said in, in you know at the end of the last episode, this features a debut, or the beginning of, one of the most popular catchphrases in the history of this show. I'll save it up for you in just a little bit. So, let's get into a little bit of notes before reviewing this week's episode. This episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on April 24th, 2004. Like I said, this is the halfway point of Season 8 of South Park. After this episode, there will not be a new episode for five, almost six months, really. So, that's how long we have between this episode and the next episode. So, let's dive into this week's episode, Goobacks. We begin the episode on I-285... I'm sure there's people cheering about that. As we see some lightning coming from the desert. And we see this individual come from this this beam of light and electricity that comes through. And he's very confused about what, you know, where he is, what he's doing. And... You know, they they just trying to. He's just trying to figure out what in the world to do. He almost gets hit by like five, six cars, and he manages to survive. Actually, meanwhile, the guys are taking a job shoveling snow. You know, like kids should. Uh, Carmen originally asks for eight thousand dollars to shovel the snow, so he gets fifteen dollars. So we see the guys working and shoveling all the snow, except for Cartman, who's on the phone, and he's talking to someone, and Kyle gets a bit upset. He's saying, we're doing all the work, all you've been doing is been, you know, talking on your phone, talking about your balls, and they end up having a fight, and they knock on the lady's door, and we see Cartman is holding his nose, which is really funny. So then they see the news, and... They report about this individual from the future. 
and CNN is covering it, and they're not really sure, you know, what he's here for. So they have a reporter in the medical base, which I found very unusual to be in the medical base. You know, it, it would be like if you were in Andrews and you managed to get in there. But anyway, so the, this person from the future has come to have a job, get a job here. Because work in the future is near impossible. It's, it's overpopulated. So this individual has come to get a job. He'll work for very little. And then he'll take the money back to his people in the future. Then we hear a report from a guy also working for CNN who tells us that after a second person has come, that this time-traveling situation is more of the Terminator, where you can only go in one place and you can't go back, unlike, say, Back to the Future, where you could go back and forth, you know, to different places. But it's not like the time-traveler's crap, where you could just go wherever you want. So Stan is really excited, you know, that there are people from the future here and maybe they'll get a chance to meet, you know, meet them and get a chance to talk with them. So as the days go on, more and more of these people keep coming from the future. And at one and it is even to a point where on I-285 there's a caution sign of these people crossing, which I actually thought was a nice little joke. Um, so these people are described as a hairless, uniform mix of all races with the, with the same skin color while their language is a guttural mixture of all the world, of all world languages. So... Yeah, and we, we now know that these immigrants are referred to as goobacks because every time people from the future come in, they've got goo all over them. So Stan and the guys, they go and they try to get another shovel, you know, snow job, but someone's already taken the job because they've taken it for a quarter. And all these goobacks are there and they're just shoveling snow. So now we go to the town hall and we get a bunch of rednecks there and they're upset because they're losing these their jobs to basically people who are doing their job for way less. Like imagine imagine whatever the minimum wage is in your state or your country. They would be working at least 50, 100 times below the minimum wage. That's how much they want to get paid. And during this meeting, this is where we have one of the most beloved phrases of all time. They took your job! 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 They took your job!
So basically, you know, everyone is ta is very upset about this, or at least the rednecks are. So Sharon asks Stan, "Where was where was he? It's almost eight o'clock," and he tells them about how they or that he was at a at a meeting of people who lost their jobs, and he calls them goobacks, which shocks Sharon and Randy, and Stan ends up getting called a timesist, which is a racist of people from the future, <laughs> which I actually thought was a pretty funny name um, for. Time racists, I guess, would be the right... I don't know. So, so now it's like, you just gotta watch what you say. Don't, you know, don't say any... Don't call him, you know, a prejudice name. So, now we got more and more goobacks coming in. And they're starting to take more and more jobs. Like, you see them taking like the small town shop jobs you see them working at fast food places and then there's really a good or there's even to the point where the kids are now in school and you have to the, the, mr garrison has to teach the class in two ways by english and the gooback language which is all the languages in the world <laughs> um and it's just so frustrating for some of the kids and then there's this really cool part in the episode where Stan and the guys, they're walking down Main Street, and there are these three goobacks on, like, this hover car. And it's like a low rider because it goes up on the front and then it goes up on the back, and it's really, really cool. It's a pretty funny idea. Because, um, you know, yeah... In 2004, we were going to get, you know, these hovering cars. Just like in the Sim, you know, or the Jetsons from 60 plus years ago, where we were promised cars that fly in the air, and, you know, we still don't have that yet, ever. Probably won't. So, now, you know, the, the country folk, the country folk, the redneck, they get a letter from the government, you know, because they want to, you know, they want them to help get rid of them. Well, they don't go with the rednecks because their idea was... How, how can I put this? Pretty violent. Basically, they were going to do a mass shooting of all the goobacks. Yeah. Uh, very, very violent and not a good idea whatsoever. So, now... They're like, the government's not going to help us. How are we going to do this? You know, how are we going to get rid of all these goobacks? So one guy suggests that they melt the polar ice caps, have global warming, and basically create a new ice cap, ice capsule. I, I, it just was so weird because it's like, they're like, well, global warming isn't true. You know, despite what everyone says, it's not true. So then they're, you know, they're trying to think of an idea. Meanwhile, Stan and the guys, they're going to a fast food place. And Stan wants a double cheeseburger with fries. And the cashier, 
who is a goo bag is like, chicken sandwich. And Stan's like, no, I want a cheeseburger. You know, and it just keeps going back and forth. And then the manager gets involved. And Stan is so upset. And he's like, look, I just want a goddamn cheeseburger and a goddamn french fries. And you're going to give it to me. And he, you know, calls him goobacks. And his parents were right behind him the whole time, weren't they? Yeah, they were. So now... The Rednecks, they're still trying to think of ideas of how to get rid of the future people. And one says, well, why don't we have sex with each other? Why don't we have gay sex? And the leader's like, wait a minute. If we have sex with each other, then that means... That there won't be future versions and future future versions is a great idea. So everyone except for Jimbo and I, I'd imagine Ned, even though Ned doesn't really say anything in this episode, uh, they uh, re- reject the idea. They're the only two that reject it. Everyone else is all for it. And they go out and they see all the goobacks and... All of them are now naked, and they start making out in front of them. Yeah. This is actually what is happening in the episode. So, Stan, because of his mouth, is being sent to Randy's workplace as punishment. So, Randy gets in, he sits at his desk, and his boss is over, and he's talking to a gooback. And the boss is surprised that Randy is there. Because, well, the boss left a voicemail or he left an ant, you know, a message on his answering machine on his phone saying that, well, Randy, you've been replaced by this guy who will work for literally next to nothing. And, you know, you're, we'll let you have a few days to pack up. And Randy is like, Oh my god, they took my turb! They took your turb! And, you know, now we're back to 285 where all of this is going on. And now Randy is the spokesperson for the Rednecks. And this gay orgy has gotten bigger and bigger, and bigger. Meanwhile, there's a hippie who's, you know, against this protest, and stands like, look, how about if we just help here now? You know, make the world better. Then it'll be better for the future. And a couple of guys are like, huh, that's not a bad idea. So they all get off this orgy pile, And there's, like, this cheesy, like, help the world kind of music, you know, help for a better tomorrow kind of song being played. And, you know, they're planting trees and getting the trash and feeding the poor. And, hey, all the goobacks are going away. They're leaving. And now that they've left, they're still, you know, 
planting and producing crops and then stands like wait 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 a minute wait a minute wait 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 this is pretty gay like this is gayer than the pile and they're like yeah this is pretty gay and stands like sorry bang in the pile so everyone goes back into the pile and that is the end of Gubax, a very weird, interesting episode, I guess would be the correct way to put this episode in whole. So, where did the idea of this episode come from? Gubax serves as a satire of illegal immigration and mocks both sides of the debate concerning it. The episode is widely remembered as the origin of the catchphrase Games! So, yeah. I mean, that is a highlight, you know, that catchphrase. That's like one of the most memorable catchphrases of all time. Um Here's my thing about this episode is it Gets a good start. I mean, a really good start. Like, we got this idea of, oh, we got people from the future. They're coming. And then it's like, they want to work here in the present to help people in the future. And they'll do it for a heck of a lot less than what we're getting paid for. Which, if you really think about it, could help the economy in the United States of America. But... That's another story for another day. Once we get to... Once we get to the point where, you know, the 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 sex orgies just gotten bigger and bigger and Randy joins, I think is sort of where the episode sort of goes downhill. The only fortunate thing about this going downhill is... There's only like three minutes left in in the episode, so it really doesn't hurt the episode as a whole too much. So I'm gonna give this a fair rating. It, it was a nine until about the last few minutes, so I'm I'm gonna give this an eight. It should have been a nine, but the last few minutes of the episode sort of sort of took me out of it uh, of this episode and um i'm gonna give i'm gonna give it an eight uh no receptions from critics about this episode of course you could find this episode on the season eight set which is a three dvd set uh which came out august 29th 2006 all right let's take a look at what the people at imdb said 2017 people gave this a rating. The average rating of this episode is an 8.4 out of 10. So to break it down to the demo or to the voting, 545 people gave this episode a 10, 472 people gave it a 9, 542 people gave it an 8, 25 people gave it a 1. Of over 1,400 males, the average rating for males is an 8.3, with the 18 to 29 demographic having the highest rating of an 8.5. Meanwhile, 128 females 
rated this episode an 8.6 out of 10, with its highest demographic being 45 and over. Their average rating is a 9.2 out of 10. So, uh, there are some reviews, not as many as last week's, so let's take a look at them. This first one is from Gangsta Hippie, who wrote, Goobax is a fairly funny episode of South Park. It brings up the issue of immigrant workers taking over jobs once done by Americans due to their low wages. A group of people from the future called the Goobacks travel to the year 2004 to search for a job. They take all the jobs of the South Park townspeople away, and a lot of people are angry at them. The episode has people trying to get the Goobacks go back to their time or to stop them. Then there are the people who think they should be able to stay and get jobs in South Park. This is a good episode with funny moments and a great one-liner. They take our jobs! The other review is from S. Lyons Critic or Cricket Reviews, who wrote, I find Goobacks to be an absolutely hilarious little episode. It continues the fine form of Season 8 so far and deals with immigration and the tension that can result between a pre-existing community and an immigration community. In this episode, they took our terms! The conflict in this episode is hilarious, clever, insightful, and compelling and represents what South Park so often does so well. On top of being hilarious and entertaining and insightful, this is also a beautiful looking episode and the design on the goobacks is striking. The opening is hilarious because of how it transitions from one so uneventful to absurdly hilarious. It begins on a highway and shows the vacancy of daily human life through passing traffic and tumbling tumbleweeds. I adore South Park doing both outrageous humor and banal visual humor, such as in the aforementioned instance, or for another example, the opening scene of Kenny Dies. The visual of the first goo back who has traveled back in time, navigating his way through traffic to cross the street, is something that I find so hilarious, whether it ought to be that funny. In much the same way, I find the entire episode hilarious. Stan and Randy are both magnificent here, especially their contrary conflicts that both reach a similar boiling point. Stan is immediately cynical and frustrated of the immigration situation, whereas Randy is very cooperative until the moment he loses his job. They took our jobs! I adore Goobacks for its cleverness, hilarity, relevance, and all-out sense of entertainment. I find the story and visuals so fun and striking that I feel a cinematic can uh, candence to the visual language here, and I think it would have made a very fitting second South Park feature film. The entire episode is a wonderful experience, and every stage of the plot development is fresh and exciting. Wonderful episode. Uh, I don't, honestly, I don't know if that plot would have been able to create a second South Park movie. I really don't know. Um, but no, I mean, the idea is good. And if you think about it, this kind of situation is still going on today. You know, in today's world. In 2020. So, be be interesting to see, you know, what happens in the near future. 
Well, on that note, going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, let's get into the plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter. It is at SharksPond97. You follow us, and who knows? Maybe we will follow you. We probably will follow you. Uh, join the show's Facebook group. It is Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where we talk about not only you know the episode that you listened to this week, but also... Maybe bring back memories of favorite, you know, favorite episodes, favorite clips. Talk about the new stuff. All in all, a very fun place to join. So yes, we have hit the halfway mark of season seven of or season eight, pardon me, of South Park. Next time around, gonna begin the second half of season eight with a topic that. Well, you know, if you were around in 2004, voting was a big deal because, well, the election came down to a, a douche and a turd. I'll let you guys figure out between now and next week which one was the douche and which one was the turd. So, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am Bill, and... I'll talk to you all next week. But then the people from the future came along and, and now we're out of work too. Oh, they took our jobs. They took your jobs. They took your jobs. Oh, but that's the problem. Those goobacks are taking our jobs. You're goddamn right. These people from the future are taking all the work away from us decent present-day Americans. They took our jobs! They took our jobs! All right, Redneck, your rebuttal. They took our jobs! They took our jobs! Hey, that's right. If there is no future, then there'll be no people from the future to come back and take our jobs. Think about it. These people are from the future, right? Well, if we can get everyone to turn queer, then there won't be no children to have no children, and the people from the future won't exist to take our jobs. I ain't turning queer. You have to, Jimbo, or else they won't be able to stop them. Damn it, they took our jobs. Yeah, they took our jobs. They took our jobs. They took my job! They took your job! Present day America number one! Yeah, America! Dig our job! Okay, sorry, my bad. Everyone back in the pile. Back in the pile, everyone! We're going back to the pile! Jump in! Come on, everybody! We're going back to the pile! We've got to work for a better future.